if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world oh, of food. Good. First, is there anything quite as controversial as pineapple on pizza? Ugh. Everyone in Italy is freaking out because a well-respected iconic restaurant in Naples, the pizza capital of the world, just started offering pineapple on pizza. Second, did you hear the latest Starbucks breakfast item? Most of us would call it a breakfast egg casserole, but the coffee giant calls it potato cheddar and chive bakes. And you get two small cubes for close to six bucks. And finally, in the world of food, are you in a romantic relationship that really isn't formal or established yet? There's a Valentine candy for that. Sweet Tarts is selling situationships conversation (laughs) hearts this year they look and taste like the normal candy the only difference is the words are blurry and hard to read i just think the marketing team were brilliant they're like how can we sell all these misprints we'll throw them in a box and we're going to call them situationships i thought you were going to say it was a box full of they all have the same thing printed on them just hanging out You've heard the excuse, the dog ate my homework, but coming up, check out what this dog did. Every teacher has heard the excuse, the dog ate my homework, (laughs) but check out what this dog ate. Carney and Clayton live, Carrie and Clayton live in Pittsburgh, and they have a really sweet dog named Cecil. But this one day, he did something particularly bad. He ate $4,000 the couple had stashed in their home. And money? He just in ate cash. It? He ate it. They refused oh. to take it as a loss. Instead, they monitored Cecil in the backyard. <clears throat> they did a lot of money laundering and were able to piece back together almost the full cash amount. Carrie said no. the bank says this happens. Apparently, if you can stitch together a bill with enough of the serial numbers intact, mm-hmm. the bank will take it back and replace it with a fresh note. They only lost, instead of $4,000, they lost 450 bucks. Wow. Still nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> but through their hard work and money laundering, they got a lot of it back. I wonder if they were ever tempted to just go to the vet and say, okay, so how much would it cost just to open the dog up and remove oh, it? <laughs> probably about $10,000. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been cost effective. No, not at all. <laughs> so I want to know if I'm the only one that does something and when you're out shopping in a store and you see something, you're like, man, that seems pretty expensive. What is the what is the thing that you do in that moment? Do you do the same thing that I do? Let's talk about it next. So I want to know if I'm the only one that does this in the store or are you like me and you do this as well? And any of my friends that are in the retail business are going to be like, no, don't do that. You're killing our business. But if I'm like looking for an item, it could be anything. And if I think it's really expensive, like, wow, this seems really expensive. I will immediately get out my phone and I will look to see if I can find it cheaper online. And if I can, I will stand in the store and order that item from like an online, like Amazon or something like that. It's so hard on local businesses. But what are you you supposed to do when, I don't know, let's say you're buying, let's just make something up, pair of shoes. You're buying a new pair of Nikes and you're standing there in the store and they're $100 and you find them online for $75. Yeah. You kind of be foolish not to save yourself 25 for 25 percent. Oh, yeah. Bucks. I use Google and then type in the, you know, you Google shopping app all mm-hmm. the time. And I got a couple of stories where it like saved me big money. One time saved me money online. Another time saved me money in the store. Mm. So that's that's a pro for well, retail. Tracy mentioned something the other day. I forget where we, I think we were, we were in Target, some store like that. She's like, wow, I haven't been in a Target for forever. 
I, I used to come here like two times a week. And I said, do you know why you're not there now? And she goes, because the kids moved out. I said, well, that's part of it. But the other part is because you order so much stuff. It's just Amazon. Online. It's yeah. like a month, you got a subscription to like dog food and stuff like that. You don't go out to buy it anymore. You're buying yeah. it there. So I'm wondering. So it sounds like you're like me. I got like, some you good stories if you need them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, about absolutely. Absolutely. Saving. But are you the same way? Do you stand there in the store with your phone out and you know the people that work there know what you're doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> do you do it as well? Stand there and, and see if you can find it cheaper online rather than pay whatever the price they're charging is. So uh, we're talking about how we all do that thing where we get on our phones and look for a cheaper price, mm-hmm. even if we're at a retail right store. store and it's, always. It's so hard on store owners, but we can't resist. But I had it happen in the opposite way. It got me to buy something in the store hmm. that I thought maybe I could find it cheaper online. So here's what happened. I went to this clothing store and I found this cute little short romper way back on the sale rack and had no tag on it. And it was missing a button. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh boy, that's my mom's not gonna be proud of me. That that's a challenge for me I can't to try. And, a <laughs> I can, but it's not exactly my forte. And I was gonna have to put a little loop on it too to clasp the back, you know, right behind okay. your neck. And so I took a picture of it, put it into Google Shopping, and it pulled up other choices on on the World Wide Web. And mm-hmm. it said on Poshmark. So I'm talking like reused clothes or mm-hmm. like someone's like, I don't want this. I'm selling it secondhand. It was $90. No kidding. I was like, what? And I was already in line. So I was like, well, I'll see what they say. Yeah. So I go up to the cashier and I'm like, Hey, I know what I'm willing to pay for this shorts romper, but you tell me it's missing a button. It's missing this loop. I'm going to have to really test my seamstress skills, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. give me a price. He came back. $14.99. No kidding. <laughs> I'm like sold. And it was 90 bucks used? It was 90 bucks used wow. on Poshmark. Way to shop. So every, the, yeah, you can put <laughs> photo. I always used to say for years and years and years, I wish I could shop for clothes off women's bodies because it looks so good on them. So you can and just, just take a picture of You just somebody? take a picture and put it into Google, the Google shopping app. No kidding. It's phenomenal. Huh. Yeah. So my wife and I, uh, we haven't been to the movies since before COVID. And it's 100% only because we're tired of paying all that money to go to a movie and people are on their phones or they're talking or whatever. They act like, they act like it's their living room. I'm like, well, pff, I'll just stay home in my living room. I'll wait for it to come out on streaming rather than, than go to the movies. Never had that happen at the theater, but it did happen uh, in London. World-renowned actor Andrew Scott is in Hamlet. He's playing the lead in Hamlet at a theater in London. And it's the big moment of that play, the to be or not to be speech, right? He's going into that and he looks out off the stage in the crowd. There's a guy doesn't have his phone out. He's got his like iPad or laptop out and he's working on his, his, his laptop while he's delivering the to be or not to be speech. So he stopped the play. No. Yeah, yeah. He stopped the play. Get out. He didn't single the guy out. He just stared at. Him. He didn't like say anything. He just stopped and stared at him. And he said, "People at the stage hands off to the side are going like, come on, get off with it, get off with it." And he's like, "No." He's looking at them like shaking his head, like, "No, I'm waiting." And the guy's wife, <laughs> guy's wife nudges him and says, "Hey, they've stopped the play because they're in this. And he put he put it away, and then the play continued. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like, could you imagine if you were to play? Oh, I am going to 
actor that deserves your full attention. I don't care how much you paid to get in here. You will respect me. Well, I, I, I don't disagree with that. That's hysterical. I know you were, you were just mocking him, but I don't disagree with that. No, the guy's up there doing his thing. Well, Not that, to it just takes a lot of guts to, to do that. To the rest of the audience. To be on your laptop, worse than the phone. I mean, I think the phone is way out of line. But I wonder if, because the actor was so angry and stopped and had to make a point, if that ruined the experience for everybody else who had shelled out so much money. I don't know. I'm thinking that, at that, I mean, well, imagine being in the theater. You're in a dark theater and a guy pulls out his laptop. Everybody's seeing that. Everyone's distracted by it at that point. So, no, I, wow. I say. Wow, that I, is, I would, as a someone who's nothing, done nothing on stage other than. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Amy Grant. <laughs> um, I There's no way I would be able to go just stop everything and stare as a onstage person. That is, wow. That's years and years and years of performing and confidence right Would've there. Would have been funny if he said, to email or and not ego. to email. <laughs> No. <laughs> that would have been, see? Now that would have been epic. That would have been the way to handle it. <laughs> Are you concerned that if you grow old, you're going to be all alone coming up? This is going to give you hope. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good Are you concerned that if you grow old, you'll be all alone? Well, this will give you hope. Joe lives in Pennsylvania, and he was about to turn 100 years old. Little did he know, his best friend, little seven-year-old Layla, was planning a huge surprise for him. Hmm. She arrived at his house riding on a fire truck. She brought the police department, the fire department, and 100 handmade cards from her friends at St. Andrew's Catholic School. Since he's turning 100, maybe we should make him 100 cards because he's a good person. I love you. Layla lives two doors down from Joe, and they've been friends since she was born. Joe is a World War II vet and inspired Layla's dad to join the Army, and now her daddy is a police officer. Oh, wow. What a legacy. How old is Layla? She's seven. Seven years old. Yeah. So she's known him her entire life. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> He's known her seven years of his hundred. Right. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And they're best friends. Yeah. Oh, that's what a great story. What a great kid. So uh, 2024 is upon us. And you know what one of the things coming up this year is? Summer Olympics in Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, NBC has announced some of the reporters that are going to be there reporting. One of them I would have never seen coming, but I'm going to watch this guy. Tell you who it is next. So the Olympics are coming up this summer from Paris and NBC is announcing their broadcaster lineup. Who's going to be you know, reporting live from Paris? And I would have never picked this guy. I would have never in a million years picked him. But when they announced it, I was like, OK, I want to see every report this guy files. Snoop Dogg. Oh, really? For NBC? He's going to be doing reports from Paris during the Olympics. Fascinating. I will not miss that. The only thing that would make it better is if they paired him up with Martha Stewart, because you know they're like best friends. That's what you told us. If yeah, the I did two not of know them that went out together us. and reported, it, it's going to be like lifestyle reports and stuff, not like about the. He might do stuff about the athletes, but it's going to be like him, you know, like taking in French culture and, oh, and everything that Paris has man, to offer. Man, what an assignment! I know, right? If he needs an assistant, let him know I'm available. <laughs> I, just I must it, go taste a croissant now. With Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> Wowzers. Somehow I have a feeling he'd order like 50 of them. <laughs> 
Okay, Kev, I have a question for you. You're going to mail a letter. Okay. Do you know the cost of a first-class postage stamp? Uh, the cost of a first-class postage stamp is probably $16.73. <laughs> Everything seems to cost that much anymore. Do you want to take a serious guess? Uh, seriously, um, 70 cents. Ooh, you're good. Only about 14% of people can answer correctly. It is... 66 cents. Hmm. The cost is going up two cents later this month, but uh, and they say people over the age of 65 are most likely to know the cost of a stamp. Hmm. I I had no idea. I just buy those forever stamps <laughs> and never think about it again. Yeah, but you buy those like I think we just used up our last forever stamps that we bought like two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> they're way cheaper. And every time it goes up, you're like, man, I should have bought more. Should have bought more. Should have bought more of those. <laughs> Hey, did you ever see a movie that came out way back in 1998 starting Lindsay Lohan, The Parent Trap? Well, uh, the, the movie just came true in real life when Scott and Julie, who had been divorced for a long time, found themselves in the same social bubble during the pandemic. They had zero desire to see each other, but they both wanted to spend time with their two daughters, Rachel and Caroline. Mm-hmm. Well, the girls started to notice, hey, Mom and dad are like, they're having fun. They're enjoying each other's company. What's up with that? And then mom, Julie confessed. It took her heart. uh, It took her a beat to realize that she was falling in love again. Hmm. She noticed she was laughing a lot more because no one makes her laugh like Scott. The daughters urged their dad to propose again. And he did. Hmm. And they just got remarried at the end of December, December 28th. Oh, that's great. The family is thrilled to be back together, all four of them. Hmm. And one snarky person on social media said, all that drama between your parents was for nothing. But Rachel, (laughs) the daughter, said it wasn't for nothing. Her mom and dad learned about forgiveness and resilience and growth. Hmm. And they... Get to have uh, more wedding gifts. <laughs> Double the wedding gifts. And we got a new toaster, too. Um, you know, the original Parent Trap was out 1961. Mm-hmm. Did you? Oh, I didn't know. Because you went, oh, remember the Parent Trap was out in 1998. I've never like, seen either, but you know, there was one my, my uh, landmark for it is that that was Lindsay Lohan's very first ever movie. Was it? Like okay. in the trailer that are like. And breakout and introducing <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. And I was wondering, I was I caught myself thinking about it yesterday. I wonder how she learned a British accent for that movie. Mm. Are you hoping to be happier in 2024? Coming up, the secret from the longest study of happiness in history. Are you hoping to be happier in 2024? Here's the secret, according to the longest scientific study of happiness in history. We're talking They studied men for 85 years and then studied their spouses, kids, and grandkids. You want to guess the secret to happiness, Kev? Mm, Having a robust prayer life. Ooh, that is a really good one. According to this study, it's quality relationships. The happiest people can't imagine their life without the friends who help them through the most important Mm. milestones of their life. And uh, they said relationships help us manage stress and therefore protect our health. The study also found that money and privilege had nothing to do with happiness at all. They looked at uh, men who lived in poverty in the inner city Mm -hmm. and the men who had quality friendships were just as happy as men who were quite prosperous. Mm, Nice. We're just talking about happiness and uh, the relationships are what makes uh, makes for someone the happiness scale. Happiness is directly correlated to relationships. Um, what about the relationship you have with the person that you see in the mirror? Let's talk about that 
and some things that might derail your happiness next. So we're talking about uh, the relationship you have with that person that you see in the mirror. Talking about you. And when you look in the mirror, are you kind to yourself or are you your own worst critic? And uh, I want to bring up somebody, uh, Valerie Bertinelli. You have any friends that follow her, Taylor, on online, no, Instagram, yeah, or whatever? Not that I know. Um, I don't. I'm, my wife does. I, I don't know Valerie Bertinelli that well. She seems like a cool person. Seems like she's really got her head screwed on straight. You know, she was a famous actress. She was married mm-hmm. to Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. And her, I think her Instagram mon- or name is uh, her. Her son's name is Wolfgang Wolfie's mom. Aww. Yeah, I think that's cool. That kind of gives you a perspective of who she is and what she's about. But uh, she posted something the other day that uh, people are, it's really resonating with them. Some folks were, two two different things. Someone was calling her out because you could see her gray roots. And then someone else said she was wearing a wig. And she like, she did an unfiltered video in response to that and showed people her hair. She's like, look, if you can find me a wig without gray roots, I will wear it. (laughs) Number one. And number two, she's like, I'm just tired of getting my hair done every two weeks, getting my roots done every two weeks. Yeah. Um, So I'm not doing it anymore. Good for her. And if you don't like it, then don't follow me on Instagram anymore. Uh, And I thought that was really interesting because so many ladies in particular go through that where Mm -hmm. it's constantly... Uh, the maintenance just to keep it all going, right, can be exhausting. Yeah. And then and then the thing that frustrates me, like with my wife, I hear that she says the same thing I'm sure all of you do. You know, she looks in the mirror and she says something disparaging about her. I'm like, hey, mm. you're talking about the woman I married that I love with everything I am. Please stop doing that. And my whole point is don't don't be your own worst critic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Life's way too short. Good advice. Yeah. So uh, you're a child of the king. He created you exactly how you are. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Without a filter. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, did you notice the last time you and I were at a radio station event? I think we caught ourselves probably about 10 times complimenting women who had gone natural with their hair. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. so gorgeous. Yeah. A lot of ladies just did that. so elegant. During, uh, during COVID. They were mm-hmm. like, well, that's what Tracy did. She was like, now, now's the best time to do it. Yeah. So, So, yeah, be kind to that person that you see in the mirror. What you shared about Valerie Bertinelli was really inspiring. Um, Mm. It it is really neat when all of us as women have those moments where we can rest in who we are in Christ and not what our appearance looks like or or the Mm. age on our face. But I'll, I'll admit Uh, I have many, many weak moments. I'm a work in progress Mm. in that area. And an example I'll give you is um, they just asked us like, hey, Kevin, Taylor, your photos are old. You need a new photo shoot. And it has created this like surge of insecurity in me of like, no, I hate getting my picture taken. I I got into radio, so I wouldn't have to be on camera. Like, no. And, um, but there are so many women in my life that inspire me. They, um, they are 100% committed not to complain about their looks or their weight or anything like that in front of their daughters. Hmm. And it takes a lot of discipline. It's challenging, but they catch themselves like almost like you wouldn't cuss in front of your kids. They just view it as, nope, I do not discuss these things in front of my daughters. And I'm just so inspired by that. Mm. And I've really tried to emulate that when I'm hanging out with my nieces Mm -hmm. to not talk about like weight or what I'm eating or that kind of stuff. Like Mm. just, it's just unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but I got a long way to go. (laughs) (laughs) Something happens in our family. I I wonder if other families go through it, too. And it involves parents 
and them being jealous of each other with the relationship they have with their kids. This sounds like a hot topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I say to my wife, like offhanded, like, like, oh, hey, I was talking to Kyle and he told me about, you know, this gig and it went really well because he's a musician. And oh, yeah, he had a great time. And and this really interesting thing happened. She'll go, well, he didn't he didn't call me. He didn't tell me any of that. Oh, no. I'll be like, well, I called him. He was, you know, he's on his way to the airport. He was just telling me, well, and she will literally feel left out just because I talked to one of the kids and had information or heard a story that she didn't hear first. That's really (laughs) sticky because so many times, like the one on one relationship is so vital. Yeah, but it's just a matter of life. Who happened to call (laughs) first? It's not that they favor one parent over the other, but it is really funny. So you were talking a minute ago about couples getting jealous of each other with relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, something similar has happened to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So, Kev, you're talking about uh, husbands and wives getting a little jelly of who appears to be in contact with the kids more. Right, right. And um, that never was even uh, able to happen with me growing up because my parents always called me together on the landline each on a different extension okay so yeah, yeah. I, it so was like i always talked to them both at mm-hmm. once when i was off at college which i don't know if that's the best thing for relationships i think it would have been healthy to have more one-on-one mm-hmm. time with each of them but um the other day i was driving with my sister rhoda and we were going to run some errands and we were in my car and my phone started to ring and it was my niece Alyssa. Mm-hmm. and i said oh i'm gonna have to call her later because and she immediately she goes you, you and Alyssa are that tight? And I was like, I'm sure she's driving back and like she needs me to keep her awake. I really don't talk to her that often. It was like totally happening in our so family. So she was jealous, but be honest, did it make you feel good? No, it was super awkward. Like I, I don't, you know me, I hate any kind of conflict whatsoever. I'd have felt, I would have secretly felt really good. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? Probably just last night. Your your dog is begging you for a walk and you're like, no, I don't feel like going right now. I don't want to go for a walk. We're going to talk about that next. Okay. So you know what it's like um, when you have a dog. I've had four of them and there's times where they really want to go for a walk and you don't feel like it. That's the last thing on earth, but they'll just like, look at you like, come on, come on, let's do it. And like Alex, the wonder much, she would only do a certain type of business while she was out on a walk, she would not do it in her own yard because that's gross. Why would I do that in my yard when I can do it in somebody else's yard? We would pick it up. But anyway, this is pretty wild for dog owners everywhere to hear this. There is a city in Florida that has a brand new law. It's right outside of Orlando. It's called Deltona. Mm-hmm. And it's going to force dog owners to provide their pooch with daily exercise. Hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like going for a walk. But what if that landed you in jail? (laughs) Uh, uh, This new law requires dog owners to get daily exercise for their pet, a set of mandates to prevent animal cruelty. And it says animals must be given appropriate daily exercise. But they do say the right amount can depend on the dog's age, health and breed. So how are they going to how are they going to police this? Like they say, a Pomeranian might be getting a decent workout just zipping around the house. But a two year old border collie needs to get out there and run. Yeah, I I don't (laughs) crazy. First of all, to that town overreach often. I mean, business (laughs) is the government to tell you how often you should walk your dog. So Deltona, Florida. Forget my overwhelming irritation 
at just the premise of it. <laughs> Moving on, what about people like us? We have five dogs. We hardly ever take them for a walk. We have a big fenced-in backyard. Right. They are in and out all day I guess that long. would count for their daily exercise. Right, but what if you've got the little, I don't know, what if the Paw Patrol is out? <laughs> <laughs> They're monitoring you, and they're like, "We, uh, yeah, we noticed on your ring cam, which we have full access to, that you haven't left the front door with your dogs for seven weeks." Yeah. Yeah. What then? Well, they they go out back. Well, we don't have access to that camera, so here's your ticket. It would not have been trouble with Alex the Wonder Mutt. She demanded a walk every morning, Hmm. and then once on a whim, Glenn took her for a walk after dinner, and we came up with this phrase for Alex. It's Let's make it a rule. So you do it once. Yeah. She wants to do it every single night for the rest of her life. What, and what that's you, what we what did. What do you do if you have lazy dogs? Like our yeah. greyhound, greyhounds are the laziest dogs in the world. Or bulldogs. Let, you got to be careful in the heat. Greyhounds can run like Lucrezia last time we had her on the radar gun, 44 miles an hour. She'll do it for 30 seconds and then sleep for 23 <laughs> hours, and whatever, 55 minutes. They just, they love to lie around. They don't want to go for a walk. Would you be penalized because you got a lazy dog? What's the deal? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with this. We're talking about this uh, town in Florida, new law. You got You have to walk your dog. You must walk your dog or we don't know what the or else is, but they're saying you, you have to, if you're going to live there and you're going to own a dog, you got to walk your dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the biggest, one of the worst feelings in the world when you walk your dog. You're, I don't know, you've walked 10 minutes away from your house Dog goes into the position, you reach into your pocket to get out the poopy bag, and you don't have one. Oh, it's like panic like nothing else. Because I always love when the owner can see me like, here's my bag, I'm, I'm getting it on. If you don't have one, you're like, no. You're like, I've called my husband for backup in the past. You're like, I've lived I've lived 40 years of life, and here I am looking for a big stick and a sizable leaf. <laughs> we have all been there. It's the worst. I've even like had to, because my husband wasn't home, I had, I had this one-mile loop in my neighborhood. I had to go back home, get the bag, and run back to the spot and find it. And like, I got it. Did you feel the I urge got it to now. knock on the door? And oh, yeah. Like, hey, I'm coming back for this. Yeah, because there was one lady, she would sit out on her front porch a lot, and she did not like when Alex the Wonder Mutt chose her yard, even though I was cleaning it all up. She mm. just was so annoyed. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I can't just like drag her down you the street. What, uh, what drives our dogs absolutely crazy. Drives Tracy crazy, too. There's... One guy has a little yip-yip dog, and he's on an extendo leash. And he'll let that dog walk, like, practically all the way up to our front door. And it drives our dogs crazy. So we've got five dogs at our big dining room window. Like Osama bin Laden's at the front door. They're just going crazy, right? And the guy just stands there. He's like, hey. (laughs) Dude, can't you see the chaos you're creating by letting your little dog come all the way up to our front door? <laughs> so I don't mind people like like you. I don't mind if people have their as long as they clean up after. I don't mind if they do that. But but please, not all the way up to the front door. Not necessary. <laughs> <laughs>